Hey everybody, it's Ray here, getting ready to roll on with the episode two of the Nerd Wave podcast. Appreciate y'all joining me today. I've been working on some projects, working on some things in the studio. If y'all follow me, you know the same stuff I've been working on. We're getting that Aurora episode one done. We're recording some voice actors. We're trying to get some musicians lined up. Same stuff, nothing new to show. And it's kind of, uh, it's kind of reminiscent of what's going on with the industry right now really, as far as the gaming industry and things like that go. Not a lot of things happening, not a lot of things coming out, not a lot of stuff to talk about. But Sony did do a state of play for PlayStation. And it was a lot of um, a lot of stuff we kind of knew was coming, kind of uh, talking more about some other properties. And it kind of got panned, right? That, that state of play kind of got panned a little bit. Um, and I feel like kind of unfairly. I think some people had some unrealistic expectations, about what to expect going into this thing. Not me. I mean, I kind of figured, you know, we're, we're going out of this generation. They're coming out of the PlayStation 4's life cycle. It's probably still got another year, year and a half maybe in it. But, uh, I mean, look how long they supported PlayStation 2 when it transferred to PlayStation 3. They were making PS2 games up until, like, what, 2007, 2008, maybe, maybe longer than that. But um, So I figured we'd get a lot of kind of what we got. Let's talk about it real quick a little bit. Um, so the PlayStation State of Play. We had Crash 4, Hitman, Braid, Hood, Godfall, The Pathless, uh, Genshin Project, Tim Tim, Vader Immortal, and that's just kind of the highlights for me. The highlights for different reasons. So first off, I'm going to say Crash 4, Hitman, and Braid look awesome. To me, those look great. Um, I know some people paying Hitman. Hitman is what it is, right? Hitman, it, you, you, if you either love Hitman or you don't care for it, right? I love Hitman. I think Hitman's a great game. I, I'm ready for that next one. I'm ready to see what they do with it. The, the contract system in the last game I really dug, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with the next game. And I'm going to hit these kind of real quick. Um, Crash 4 looks super fun. That game looks so fun like just a fun platformer and it really looks like it's going to be kind of a kind of a completionist kind of dream because it looks like there's going to be a lot of different ways to play it like a lot of different ways to get through the levels a lot of different ways to kind of attack what you want to do um so i'm really excited about crash and that's not something i thought i'd be saying in 2020 right um but that game looks good that game looks good braid uh, that looks really good. I'm excited to play that, get my hands on that. Now, Hood. Hood is interesting to me because I thought it looked great. I like games that are kind of set in that time period, but I feel like we're getting a lot of them now, right? We're getting a lot of those uh, old world type, you know, assassination, melee combat type games, right? Um, you know, just played Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is great. And, of course, we've had, you know, Skyrim, Ghost of Tsushima. You've got the Assassin's Creed games. You've got uh, a number of different things that play like that and kind of look like that. So it'll be interesting what they do. I'm an old Legends kind of guy. I, I like reading old Legends and things. So Robin Hood, you know, if, if you know, they're, they're sticking to that in any kind of way. It'll be interesting, you know, but it does look a lot like Thief. It does, it does look like it takes a lot from that. It takes a lot from Assassin's Creed. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. 
Um, so those those were the those were the ones I really thought were great. Now, Godfall. I want to play Godfall. I want to be excited for Godfall. But right now, it just looks like an average game uh, to me. Honestly, it looks like it looks like a game you could be playing on mobile. You know, like with you know Raid Shadow Legends and all these other games that are out there right now that have those kinds of character designs. Those really like overly ornate, you know, runes and armor and all that kind of stuff. It really, really just right now isn't setting itself apart from anything out there. And, you know, neither are games like Hood or whatever, but, you know, there are different reasons I'm looking forward to that one over this one. So far, Godfall, they've really been pushing it, but it just really comes off as generic. It really looks generic. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but I'm, I see this falling in like the 7 out of 10 range. And I hope it does better because, and that's universally what I think it's going to get overall is like a 7 out of 10, you know. And I hope it does better because I know they're putting a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of love and effort into this game. But right now it just really looks average. It just really looks average. And I hope for the best for that game, but I'm really not... I'm really not seeing it do much better than a 7 out of 10 from what I've seen so far. They, they could be sitting on some things, right? They could be sitting on some things. They're not wanting to show their whole hand, tip their hat. I get that. A lot of companies are doing that these days. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But right now, Godfall just looks really average. And when they first announced it, when they first announced it, I was like, oh, this could be really promising. This could be really good. And I haven't seen nothing since then to make me think that that's going to be the case. Now... The Pathless Genshin Project, Tim Tim, or as I like to call it, Tim, don't call me Pokemon Tim. <laughs> uh, not Pokemon. Uh, then Vader Immortal. I think these look bad. I think these games look bad. Um, you know, for different, <clears throat> excuse me, for different reasons, these look bad. Uh, but, you know, Tim Tim, we've already got Pokemon. Pokemon's already out there. You know, for Pokemon fans, and I'm not a big Pokemon fan. I'm not. I played a few of the games just for like a mild curiosity, but I'm not a big fan. But it's already out there. The Nintendo or the Pokemon company and Nintendo, they've got the market cornered on that thing. I mean, to even chip into that a little bit, I mean, you would have to time your releases for like a game like this when you know there's not like a Pokemon game coming out for like a year or two and you want to just like satiate people's thirst for that kind of game. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can see some people curiously playing this, but I'm not really, um, I don't think there's really going to be a, a, a big, a big clamoring for this game. Now, the Pathless, I put on this thing, this, this part of the list, me thinking it's not going to be that good of a game because it, it looks like, again, let me start by saying I'm not like a guy who just puts everything into graphics, right? But... We're coming into PlayStation 5 territory. We're supposed to be seeing games that are almost like lifelike. And if you're going to do a stylized game like animation or anime or like a stop motion or claymation or anything like that, there has to be something in the movement or something in the, the, the environments or how everything interacts with each other that we say, ooh, we haven't seen this before. The Pathless looks like it could have been on PlayStation 3. And when she's running with the bow and everything, I mean, 
the concept looks really cool, right? But the concept looks like you're just shooting a bunch of stuff all the time. You know, we didn't really see a whole lot of like, you know, puzzles or any kind of like big world map or anything like that. It looks like you're fighting a lot of big stuff and you're just shooting a lot. Like almost like this game could be on rails almost, you know? Um, it does massive Wind Waker vibes from this game. Massive Legend of Zelda Wind Waker vibes from this game, which is not by any means a bad thing at all. Wind Waker's artwork was panned when it came out. I remember when that game came out, it was panned. But once people got their hands on it, loved that game. Loved that game. I still love that game. I think it's great. Not the best looking Zelda game of all time, but it's so fun to play. This game has massive Wind Waker vibes to me. I've seen people online saying Breath of the Wild. That's not this one. There, there's one coming up that's got massive Breath of the Wild vibes, but this one was when you got the wrong Zelda game. This one was Wind Waker. So that's why I put Pathless on there. It just looks like it could be a PlayStation 3 game. It looked very one-dimensional from what we saw. Just an announcement trailer. Probably more, probably more going to be coming before that. So we'll see. Now, Genshin Impact looks like it could be moved to the, I'm looking forward to this good list of this presentation, right? Because here's the thing with this game. I love JRPGs. I love it. But they're all starting to look the same. They're all starting to look the same. Like all these character designs are just like, I don't know who's designing them. It's like none of these character designs, like what they're wearing, they don't look functional. Everybody's got tank tops and leggings on. And it's like they all have these really crazy, weird, ornate designs all over them. And just, I kind of blame Sword Art Online. <laughs> because, you know, good character design doesn't mean just covering your characters with slop, right? If that slop and those designs have like a point or a purpose, like a clan crest or like a, a village logo on your back or some kingdom's crest on your chest or whatever, then I get it. But for but for just poor people living in a village... You know, to be like, I'm the I'm the archer girl, or I'm the big sword guy, or whatever. I'm from this poor village, but you're dressed to the nines, and you got, like, this stuff all over you, or whatever. All this kibble all over you. They're all starting to look like that. And it's really, it, it just, it bothers me. Now, I'm a big Tales fan. I love the Tales games. Tales of Zillia, the first Tales of Zillia is probably my favorite. I love the characters in that game. I thought they were great. But it was, it was starting to get to that point there in that game where I was like, mm, I don't know, but these character designs are starting to get off the wall. And now like everything coming out looks like that. So right up front, that kind of bothered me. But the gameplay looks cool. It looks like all the different characters can do different things, right? But, I mean, you know, for a JRPG, you got to bring it with the characters, the artwork, the music, the story, it's all got to be there, right? You know, the music sounded kind of generic, whatever. Um, and this game is going to be going gold here pretty soon. So th this is this is the finished product that we saw. It's supposed to be coming out this fall, which is only a few months away. So we'll see how that goes. Now, this one definitely had some Breath of the Wild vibes to it. Some of the creature designs, some of the explosion effects... Uh, some of the like just particle effects that showed in the game really kind of had that Breath of the Wild feel to it, which again that that ain't a bad thing at all. But 
we've seen a lot of this, right? Since Breath of the Wild came out and is doing its thing, we've seen a lot of games come out. They're like, oh, that was that worked for them. Let's do our spin on that. Do something new, man. Just do something new. You know, gaming and animation are supposed to be two of the most creative industries on the planet. But here lately, we're seeing a lot of people just kind of copying each other. You know, I, I see that a lot, a lot in animation, namely anime. I see that a lot in anime now because it's, it's such a competitive market. The margins in animation and gaming are so small that you have to, if you're making a big game and spend a lot of money on it, it has to hit. I get that. So they're, they're looking at what has been hitting and they're using elements of those things. But there, there needs to be a point to where these companies are like, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to make it look how we want it to look. We're going to do our own style. We're going to do our own thing. And we're going to roll with it. I would respect that more and throw money at that more than stuff like this. Stuff like this that looks like, you know, it's just the characters and designs and stuff are just carbon copies of other things that we've seen. Now, the positive about this, why I think this could move into the good game category, I will pick this up when it comes out. I will pick this up and play it when it comes out. And I will do a review of this game when it comes because I'm curious. I'm curious, but right now it just looks bad because it looks like it's just trying to copy stuff other people have done. But it did tease like a bigger world, like a big world map. It did tease that. It um, it teased that all these characters can do all these different things, and that some of the abilities of the different characters will be necessary to to kind of navigate some areas of the world. And some of the combat looked cool. And um, uh, one of the, the the female, I think I think she was like a spellcaster or something. She could turn into like a bird or a raven or something like that. That looked really cool. Shit, I dug her. That looked pretty cool. But we don't know anything about it, so we'll have to wait and see. Right now, I'm putting it in the this looks like it's going to be bad category, right? So now, Vader Immortal. Let's talk about this bag of garbage. <laughs> this this thing does not look good. I mean, anytime they try to do games like this, they don't look good. Like, Star Wars should have infinite money, infinite imagination, infinite creativity behind it. They got Disney behind them. They got LucasArts. They, you know, LucasArts, say what you want to about that company. I don't even know if they're still making the games for them or not. But, you know, these games should always come out better than they do. You know, I've stopped. If a Star Wars game comes out, I don't even play it. I don't even play it because anymore I'm like this is gonna be trash. This game's gonna be trash. You know I didn't play uh, the the new uh, Jedi Fa Jedi Fallen Order game that came out uh, or whatever that was called because you know I was like it's gonna be trash. I saw when it came out it had massive bugs in it. I was like why does this game have so many bugs in it? You know why why is this game not ready? Why was this game not ready when it came out? So. You're doing a VR Darth Vader game. You know, you're, you're, you're saying play as Darth Vader so people will buy it. Right? That's the gimmick. Hope I'm wrong about it. I love Star Wars. The games aren't that good. Hope I'm wrong about it. But, and we'll see. But just from watching that little demo trailer of, you know, the different things you could do, it looked janky. It, it even looked janky. What they were showing there looked really janky. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably not going to play it. I can't do VR anyway. I can't do first person just because I get motion sick. So 
some of y'all can let me know what you think about that. I'm, but I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good on that. But you know, everybody's talking about you know next gen, you know, and they they showed some good stuff with this. They showed some bad stuff, whatever. But a lot of this was covering you know PlayStation Four stuff, you know. Now there are some other things. There's supposed to be launch titles are coming soon on PlayStation Five when that launches. Jury's out. Everybody's wondering now, what's up with PlayStation 5? What's up with Xbox Series X? What are they doing? Why does Xbox Series X games not look as good as they should when they've been bragging about all this power they got? And why is PlayStation 5 not just dropping the bombs because they, they want to sit on it and slow roll? Okay, so let, let's talk about this for a second, right? Because Xbox Series X, I feel like their heart is in the right place. I really do. I, I, don't, have, I don't currently have an Xbox system. Last Xbox system I had was a 360. I had three different 360s. All three of them burned out. Red Ring of Death, all three of them. My first Xbox was great. It was great. It started having problems with the loading tray, the disc tray, so I just stopped playing it. But uh, I've still got it in a box somewhere. But that thing was huge. That that controller was a cheeseburger. You know, that thing was like this. <laughs> I got big hands, and it was hard. It was like, you know. But um, I think Xbox, they want to do well. They've got They've got the creative teams to do well. I don't know what the disconnect is there. I don't know what the issue is there. A big issue for them selling Xbox Series X, and it's almost become a meme, is the fact that you can just play this stuff on PC. Now they're saying it's going to look best on Xbox Series X. Well, the games don't look good now that you're showing. So why I can run I can run that on a PC? What you showed me? Why Why wouldn't I just do that? I could run that on an Xbox 360 or current gen. Why wouldn't I just run that? These companies aren't really blowing us out of the water right now with what this next generation is supposed to do. As far, because I said this when the PS4 was at its peak, right? And the Xbox uh, One. We're almost to the point of photorealism with our games. We're almost to the point where everything is photorealistic. What's going to set the next generation apart is AI and backgrounds and stuff like that like immerse immersing yourself in a world you know now with stylized games and platformers and stuff like that you're not really going to be able to do much more than you can already do on next gen right maybe some particle effect stuff uh and then ai ai is the big one right smarter more challenging ai being able to uh do things like that uh, adjust difficulty levels, adjust AI, how it interacts, and stuff like that. Make the game smarter, basically. Make the games more challenging to challenge the player a lot more. But everybody wants to talk about, you know, 8,000 DPI, 8K, blah, blah, all this, all that kind of stuff, you know, 120 frames per second and everything. I'm the type of guy, I don't, I don't give a damn about that stuff. I don't. It's like, you ever seen the meme with the different tiers of people winning awards at the bottom? It's graphics. It's like throwing the middle fingers. It's got the champagne. And he's like the lowest on the rung. That's how I feel about that stuff. You know, I get that it's important for a lot of people, especially competitive gamers, you know, how fast you're game. Now, I don't want lag and stuff, but as far as like processing, you know, speeds, 
even far beyond what the human eye can even tell a difference on, right? Because I think we can only, the human eye can only differentiate between 30 and 35 frames per second. That's what we can see, I believe. Anything more than that is like mildly compensatory, right? So I've never been big on that. And plus the style of game I play, I don't really, I don't really care much for that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Like if I see it, I can tell and be like, oh, this looks really great. But is it gonna make me like the game any more or any less? No, it, it has no bearing to me personally. So, but you know, the, these systems have to start wowing. They're not really wowing people. I think that's what people are complaining about right now. Now with PlayStation Five, Sony has been weird for a few years now, right? Their marketing and how they go about handling things. They've been super, super weird for a couple, like remember E3, I think it was, was it 2018 E3? When they had the, the whole outdoor, or like the thing was made up like a tent to be like a, like a hoedown or something and people were sitting in these weird seats and then they were showing some stuff that everybody was depressed, everybody was asked to go into like the next area and go there and view the stuff. You know that that has a that has a touch of being a little uh, I'll be a little weird. <laughs> that stuff's a little bit weird. I I think Sony people don't really know where they're coming from right now, so that they they don't really know what they're trying to do with the marketing on the PlayStation Five, what they're trying to show people, what they're trying to sell to people. So I think Xbox Series X, PlayStation Five, the two different marketing strategies that nobody's getting right now and with the xbox series x it does like halo say what you want about halo that halo infinite trailer did not look good it was i'm not even a halo guy i'm not a first person shooter guy for obvious reasons i've talked about made me sick can't play them you know motion sickness but even me watching that i was like this is this does not look like something i'd be leading the show with now, of course, the CG, the pre-rendered movie stuff, the CG stuff with him making the, the armor and all that stuff, that's all pre-rendered movie CG. I mean, that's not gameplay. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Here in the next, uh, oh, hell, even in the next few weeks, we should start seeing some people coming out with some, some user experiences or I don't know if they'll be able to talk about things yet or not, but they really need to start up in the hype train because right now people are just like, I've got my PlayStation 5 ordered or pre-ordered, but I don't know what I'm ordering or have pre-orders got up yet. I know people are talking about it online, but I haven't pre-ordered one yet. So, but I'm going to, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all washes out. So. that there's not really been a lot else to talk about luckily this week i've got a bunch of you sent in some questions for me so i'm excited to get to those i've been uh reading over the questions i picked how many did i pick i picked like one two three four four questions to really dive into here so i'm gonna start off with mike here mike appreciate you so mike eric and Excuse me, Mike, Eric, and Leslie here are Patreon supporters. And I've got one from non-Patreon supporter here, but appreciate you all. Shout out to you guys. I'm going to go ahead and get into this. So Mike says, are we at a point 
where voice actors are stars. I guess he means like movie stars or whatever. Um, and who's the better snake, Hater or Sutherland? Okay, well, I'm going to answer that one first. David Hater. David Hater is the best snake, Mike. That's not even a question. Kiefer Sutherland's great and everything. Uh, I thought, you know, in Metal Gear Solid Five, he was, he was all right. But David Hater's snake. David Hater, his, his portrayal of snake made that character iconic and took him from just being like a, a, a sprite-based character in, a, in an NES game, you know, Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2, and took him to being like a video game legend, story legend. So that performance for him, you know, who, 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 didn't, who didn't before memes were around? Who didn't go around like, damn, Colonel, like trying to do his voice all the time. Damn, damn, Colonel, you know? That was David Hayter, man. And so I'm buying on David Hayter on that. I'm selling on Keeper Settling for Snake. As far as are we at a point where voice actors are stars? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, I do a lot of comic book conventions and pop culture conventions and stuff, selling art, selling books, talking to people, shaking hands, meeting all of you all. And a lot of times people are coming to those shows for the voice actors. These showrunners know that you know they get some voice actors they're gonna sell tickets so absolutely voice actors are stars I mean you think you know when conventions open back up that you know all these big voice actors who have been doing voices for games like Final Fantasy 7 remake and Ghost of Tsushima and like all the people who are landing all these big roles in video games and stuff and even the Resident Evil voice actors I know one of the guys I think the guy did Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 4 he was a Power Ranger too I forget his name but he sat across from me at one show and he was backed up the whole weekend I was like Jesus man this guy is like a rock star out here he had a I don't want to say the movie star's name but you know because I don't want to like act like I'm digging I'm not digging on anybody but he had a, a movie star right next to him he was a real cool dude. I was shooting the bull with him that weekend too, but he had like a fifth of the traffic that just Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil Four had that weekend. So I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, voice actors are big stars now. They are in the nerd community, especially they're on level with movie stars. They don't get paid like them, of course. They don't get the recognition they do or anything like that, but. Fans of their work know them, and they go out of their way to go see them at shows. So yes, voice actors are absolutely stars these days. And having a certain voice actor on your project or whatever can actually up the the visibility of your project. So yeah, they're absolutely stars. Their names carry star value now, for sure. Eric, my good man Eric, he says, Just discovered you're a big Berserk fan. Yes. I, I, I thought that was pretty common knowledge, but yeah, I'm a big Berserk fan, bro. Question. Best band of the Hawk? OG, Casca, Judo, Pippin, Rickett, Corcus, Gaston, etc., or the, the post-eclipse Apostle Army? That's a damn good question, man. <laughs> okay, okay, so <clears throat> I'll answer it like this. My favorite is the OG band of the Hawk, right? Casca, Judo, Corcus, Pippin, Rickett, all them. Just because you have those personal relationships through the main character of Guts. You have those personal relationships and closeness with them and the tragedy of what happened to them, right? If you haven't seen Berserk, go see it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But but then the the post-eclipse, post-millennium Falcon 
Rebirth of Griffith, uh, Apostle Band of the Hawk, man, like, those characters are good too, you know? It's not until that point for me personally where I started looking at the Apostles as actual characters and not just like boss fights, you know what I mean? Like Guts' boss fight for a, for a story arc. Like they're actually characters like Locus and Zod and Grunbeld. Those are three really, really good characters. Really, especially Locus. I, I love that dude. I think he's not going to make it. But I, love that. I think he's going to do something terrible, but I, I like that guy right now. So I'm going to go ahead and buy on OG Band of the Hawk and sell on Apostle Army Band of the Hawk. But that army is super powerful. Super powerful. And it's wild watching them work with the regular humans in their like apostle people eating form. You know what I mean? Because Griffith's like got such a lock on everybody. He's like, you're not allowed to eat them. They're like, okay, you know, and they'll charge into a castle together or whatever, you know. It's fun to watch that, but uh, I'm buying on the OG band of the hawk on that. Uh Leslie, Leslie, she's a Patreon supporter. Thank you, Leslie. Um, what do you feel like are the biggest differences between pre two thousands anime and current anime? Okay, so I think I've answered this before in a video, but I'll go ahead and touch on it here as well. Uh, pre two thousands anime had like a grittiness to it, had like a hand drawn kind of more saturated tone to the color palettes you know it wasn't as clean looking uh it, it was grittier it felt grittier it felt more underground it felt more um it just felt grittier it felt more real like in the dirt and there were all these different kinds of stories you know there were all these different kinds of stories and different kinds of characters like you had your your crazy sci-fi stuff but the characters were grounded you know what I mean? They were grounded. You had a fine mix of younger characters and older characters and you know, middle-aged characters and both male and female and alien and artificial intelligence and all this different kind of stuff, right? There's a great blend and a great mix. But then if you look at like post-2000s anime, especially current like day, like animation, anime, things like that, it's all really clean. It's all super clean and super digital. There's not it doesn't have that grit anymore right and kind of the same thing i said earlier about the uh, uh what was the name of the game we were talking about earlier uh genshin impact all the character designs are kind of starting to look the same everything's starting to kind of look the same you know and that's not just like old man yelling at clouds you know, that's that's me le legitimately thinking that all this stuff is really starting to look the same. Um, I think there is a lack of imagination right now coming out of the product because I think you've kind of hit a ceiling where everybody's like, okay, I've got this great idea, but it's been done before. And this show about these people playing basketball or these play people cooking is selling really well. Let's do some more of those. Or like... Uh, this, uh, this schoolgirl schoolboy show is doing real good. <clears throat> Let's do one of those and it'll sell. I think you're running into a lot of that now. I think uh, I think I read also that Shinichiro, Shinichiro Watanabe, how do you say his name? The guy that did Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I think he did, uh, I want to say he did Wolf's Rain and a bunch of other shows. Um, he's, I, I think 
his he's been having trouble getting stuff out and a lot of it's piracy issues a lot of it's piracy issues while they're not able to have the fun and do all this stuff or whatever everything's gone digital there's no more there's not a whole lot of hard media being sold anymore physical media being sold anymore so i think that gets into a lot of the different issues of it i'm not an expert on that by any means i'm not but just from what i've articles i've read here and there just out of curiosity and just what my senses tell me when i look at a product you know that that's that's the difference to me is that that early that pre-2000s anime really looked dirty and gritty and you can say it's for whatever reasons or whatever i liked that look i liked that look a lot so did a lot of people that's why a lot of people came over to watching that stuff it used to be a niche thing that you know you're just a huge geek if you watch this stuff and nobody you know nobody's gonna care about that and you're an outcast now everybody watches it everybody watches some form of it but it's because they were introduced to some of that stuff earlier even early 2000s anime was really good right you had Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood came out in like 2009, I think. So I think I would say it's just basically the past maybe six to eight years that a lot of this stuff has started to look the same. You know, I mean, you had what you had mid 2000s, you had Gungrave, you had Full Metal Alchemist, you had Samurai 7. Samurai 7 was dope, was dope, and it wasn't too super clean. Trinity Blood, Trinity Blood was dope. Um, I'm just looking on my shelf up here real quick. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, there was a lot of good stuff that came out even after 2000. So I'd say about 2012, 2013 is when the industry started to kind of jump off the cliff of looking like everything else, you know. But, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. There is still good stuff coming out. I think there's just so much of it. It's easy to, it's easy to get lost and not find the good stuff because they're pushing the stuff that every that they know is going to sell that is currently selling it looks like this we're going to get this dubbed it'll sell it's easy to do that right my hero academia i'm not like the biggest my hero fan because i just haven't watched a lot of it i don't have time but the art style that looks great it's 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 different it looks different than other stuff that's out there it looks great uh and there's a grittiness to it right it's it, you can tell it's digital but there's a grittiness to it and i think as a animation director you have to say Especially with the main character, Deku. Uh, he gets beat up. He goes through a lot. You can't have it look clean. You know, he's it's got to look rough. It's got to look rough. It's got to look gritty. I think they do a good job of that. Dragon Ball Super was a little too clean when it came. It was a little too clean. Uh, I'm used to Dragon Ball Z looking gritty, right? Because it was like, came out in the 90s. It's got to look gritty. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. So... Thank you for those questions. Now, Miranda, Miranda, uh, this is uh, someone who follows me on YouTube, and she hit me up on Twitter DM with a message, and she asked a question. She says, do you think Konami will ever make a good Castlevania game again? or just?" I, so I kind of forgot about this question until I started reading it. <laughs> do you think Konami will ever make a good Castlevania game again or just keep cranking out collections and crappy multiplayer stuff? Uh, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think Konami has any plans to ever make a good Castlevania game again, which sucks because Castlevania, as all of you know, have watched my YouTube channel, is my favorite gaming franchise of all time. I love Castlevania. I love the gothic horror aspect of it. I love you know, and you you can knock. There's many different reasons you can knock Castlevania's story and everything, but I think the base of 
the story of a lineage, the family lineage of the Belmonts having this, you know, this sacred quest to vanquish Dracula every time he revives and all of his generals and soldiers and demons and send Castlevania back to hell and all this kind of, you know, I think it's great. The gameplay is great. Most of the gameplay is great. I even liked the, um, I call it the Elseworlds Castlevania <laughs> that, um, Mercury Steam did, uh, the Lords of Shadow. I even enjoyed those as kind of like an off story. Now, I didn't look at that as like mainline because for me, Dracula is always going to be Matthias Kronkvist from uh, Lament of Innocence. That's always going to be Dracula. But I thought this was an interesting take. Um, but do I? Th I'm not going to get into that too much. I'll, I'll do a video on Castlevania sometime, and we'll we'll discuss all that stuff. But do I th do I think has Konami has any grand plans to make a awesome Castlevania game again? No, no. I think Castlevania is dead and buried until they sell it to somebody else. Now, there was a rumor that uh, I think it was PlayStation wanted to buy um, some of Konami's top titles. They wanted to buy. I think they want. I think they wanted. To, I know they wanted to buy Silent Hill. I think they said Metal Gear. I know they said Castlevania in this article. Now, I don't know if that was a rumor or if that was based on anything, but a lot of these rumors have a tendency to come true these days. So people are getting information from I don't know where. But uh, if, if another company buys those properties, if Sony were to buy those properties and make those PlayStation exclusives, that would be a huge boon to that company. PlayStation's already riding high. If they were to do that, I think that would probably kill the. I think that would probably kill the gaming wars, because I mean Nintendo's still going. Nintendo's kind of like an outlier, right? Nintendo's always going to do their thing. I, I don't ever even consider it's it's like a PlayStation, Sony, Microsoft battle, right? Nintendo's not even in the fight. They're like a neutral country off doing their own thing. You know, they're always going to put out great stuff, great content. Uh, they do their thing. They hold it down. I don't play a lot of Nintendo anymore, but they they hold it down. They do it the right way. If PlayStation, I'm not now. I'm not taking one side or the other. If PlayStation bought Castlevania, Silent Hill, Metal Gear. I think there was another franchise in there. I can't remember what it was of Konami's. But if they were to buy those and those were Sony exclusives, that would probably be close to being the nail in the coffin. I think, I think PlayStation will be running it if they did that. And people come out and disagree and they say with me all the time, those games, Silent Hill alone, people are clamoring, clamoring for more Silent Hill and you've got Hideo Kojima in-house now with Sony. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That'd be a wrap. That would be a wrap. So, Miranda, to answer your question, no. Konami will never make another great Castlevania game. And I hope in three years I can play this back in a video and say I was dead wrong. <laughs> but as of right now, they're going to make pachinko machines. They're going to make keep cranking out collections, you know, and they're going to keep making crappy multiplayer games uh, for Castlevania that do nothing for the story and have no impact on the franchise whatsoever. So, yeah, it's like, um, nah, it's... It's a wrap for Castlevania. Maybe it'll rise in 100 years, just like Dracula, right? Maybe in 100 years we'll all be gone, but Castlevania will rise from the depths on the PlayStation 23. <laughs>
but anyway i appreciate you all uh that's all i've got there's nothing really to report on right now there's nothing to talk about uh, i want to get this out and answer these questions and talk a little bit about that state of play it was uh it was what it was so uh, i'm getting back into more content i'm trying to do a, a regular schedule now where um, i daily i'm working on my projects and i'm also working on some video content i need to get back on twitch a few nights a week i know y'all been asking me i'm i'm trying i'm trying i wish there was three or four of me so i could i could do all the stuff i want to do and still hang out with you all on twitch and do all the youtube stuff but duty calls duty calls unfortunately so well not unfortunately it's fortunately it's fortunate it's a good thing it's a good thing but um you know getting these projects done is uh, a big thing i've been wanting to do for a while so i'm happy to be doing it but I also want to get back to doing the YouTube and Twitch stuff more regularly. So until you all see me again or hear me again, y'all have a great day. Be safe out there. Keep rocking. And just treat each other how you would want to be treated. Right? It's real simple. It's real simple, especially online. Y'all be good to each other out there. And I'll catch you all again when I catch you.